0: interview is with Regina Stafford and um, I loved my conversation with her because uh, she is at a completely different stage of life than I am Um, but at the same time she's also going through these huge changes where it's like the Lord is calling her to something else and shifting her ministry and things that she's been doing for the past 30 years um, both individually and with her husband how she's been ministering to people Um, but the Lord is shifting what she is doing, and uh, I love hearing from that, from people who have walked through those shifts before, and they're at a new shift in life, um, because it's, I think that is an incredible thing to learn from, you know. I haven't gone through as many shifts in my life, and like I shared with you uh, earlier, um, I (laughs) am just now, uh, learning what it means to walk with the Lord and walk by faith and so to see other people who have done that through major shifts in their life multiple times um, is such a blessing to me. So that's one of the ways that her uh, interview has blessed me and um, I'm so excited to hear how it blesses you and what the Lord teaches you and what he highlights to you in uh, what she has to share. Okay. Regina, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to get to know you more. Um, first of all, could you give us just like a 30 second intro to who you are and what you're doing?
1: Okay, my name is Regina Stafford. Uh, I work as a life coach. I've been in ministry over 30 years. Um, I'm a wife and a mother of two semi adult children because I still have a 20 year old. So, not quite adult. I have a 27 year old. Um, And
0: just uh, pressing into God and seeing what he has for me in this season. That's awesome. I would love to, you know, back up and hear some of your story, um, how you got into what you're doing today, and just kind of some of your story leading up to that. Sure. Uh,
1: When I was younger, when I was a teenager, I um, had a lot of fear and anxiety. I used to get anxiety attacks. And um, I'd say like toward the end of my teenage years, the Lord found me and he put my feet on a rock and he steadied me and I started to learn the word and just started to change my life. I started to grow and build. I didn't get healed overnight. Um, the Lord showed me that he wanted me to know the process of walking with him and working through fear, uh, working through intimidation and fear of judgment and everything. And so that's been the walk ever since. It's been season, different seasons, uh, different types of ministry that he's uh, led me to that has um, challenged me because everything was out of my comfort zone. I started out very early with this walk, so everything was out of my comfort zone very early on, he just showed me, you know, just don't say no to anything. So that's, you know, when people would ask me something, I'd say, all right, you know, let's, we'll try it. And so I just have been walking with him in that way. And everything that I learned, I knew early on that it wasn't just for me. It was not just so that I could have this wonderful life. But, um, you know, I had this gut feeling that everything that I learned, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to teach it to other women so that this doesn't, they don't find themselves stuck in a a place where the enemy would just kind of like
0: trap their soul, you know? Yeah. So, um, would you mind sharing what that looks like? Um, what are some of the things that the Lord has given you and taught you, um, specifically then to turn around and share with other people and help other women? Well, um, one of the things that he's taught me is to
1: find my voice. Um, the, the thing, and, and it's something that is, is, really exploding now, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I know we're going to discuss this later on, but like I have a blog and everything. And so I'm, I'm constantly writing about this um, is to find your voice, you know, so many things, not just your, your childhood experiences, but various adult experiences can really help you lose your voice. And, um, you know, I've been helping people to find find it, own it, and then use it. Um, sometimes we need permission. So it's kind of uh, an indirect way of doing that but the, the biggest thing that I think I land on is um, learning how to love yourself. Um, we think sometimes we think it's just taking a bath, having some quiet time going to get your nails done and whatever and, and really' that's, that's wonderful in itself but' it's, it's more of how we treat ourselves and really learning to love ourselves. The Bible says that how can you love others unless you love yourself first or let me put it this way: Love others the way you love yourself. So, if we're not loving ourselves well, we're not going to be able to love anyone else well. So that's kind of what he's he's taken me through, uh, too, in through the years, is um, learning how to be kinder to myself, learning how to listen. Um, you know, it's not just my relationship with God started out like everyone else's. You know, you go deeper and you go deeper. Um, The place that it is now is just so deep and it's listening. I've learned to listen a lot, stop and listen to my own heart because the word says that he speaks to us through our desires. So there's a lot that's in there. Even with my coaching, I know we all have whatever we need right in our gut and it's just pulling it out. So, you know, it's asking questions and whatnot. So that's what I do with myself first. I ask questions. What do you want? You know, what, what, what's going on with you? Um, you know, sometimes I would even get a backache if I was angry. That's how closely I've learned to listen, you know, when I, to, to my body and to my, my spirit, man, my, my soul. And, um, then once I listen, then you're responsible to that. Okay, God, what are we going to do with this now? This is what I really feel to do, you know, and, and how are we going to make this happen? And God has given me such great a vision for my life, but it's always been, okay, God, I'm over here. How am I getting from here to here? Like, what does that look like? And he would tell me just day by day, show up day by day and do what I ask you to do. And don't worry about getting over here. I'll get you there. Mm -hmm. And that has been the experience of my life all the way through. Um, I, you know, one of the questions I was looking at was about the importance of community that, um, you know, we were going to talk about, and I love that because we are, we're made for connectedness. We're not made to be alone, but a lot of times our hurts or, or uh, our disappointments and all that cause us to shrink back. And so we wind up alone, but in community, we find our tribe, so to speak, that's the new word that everybody's using. We have to find our tribe, right? But it's true. Because in your tribe, by your cheerleaders and your coaches and the people who've gone before you and they can correct you. For me, all through the years from when I became a Christian, um, being in community has helped me to grow. It's helped me to grow in character. It's helped me to grow in uh, uh, ability. You know, Things that I never would have imagined by just saying yes to certain things. Um, you know, so I was an usher in church, a Sunday school teacher. I was on the worship team, you know, worked my way, a greeter, and and then, you know, just these past few years, I became a pastor. So, you know, not that I was looking for any of this, it was just, you know, you you get promoted as you do. It's not promotion, so you could do. So I was just walking in these things. That's just a sidebar. But um anyway, being in that community has enriched my life. I've never been bored because it's always challenging. There's always a challenge. Um, And so,
0: yeah, that's, you know, how
1: how God has led me up to this place.
0: Mm -hmm. That's awesome. What do you feel like um, the Lord has called you to in this particular season? What are some things, I mean, I'm sure it's very different. You said you started 30 years ago. Um, So I'm sure it's very different. What are some of those changes and those things for what he's called you to right now?
1: This season, this is the season where he's called me outside of my church. He's, he showed me that he called me to be an arm from my church, uh, to minister to other people. Um, one of the things I heard while I was sitting in church was you've been a leader in the church. Now I've called you to be a leader in the kingdom. Now those are big words, you know, and, and like when you hear them, it's like, yeah, okay, now I'm going to be a leader in the kingdom. And, you know, so like inside There's this little voice that goes, uh, you know, okay, who are you? You know, what do you have? Uh, Everybody else is already doing it. You know, um, even when I was writing my book, those same thoughts were there. Um, You know, what do you have to say? There's thousands of millions of books out there. You know, what? And, you know, God showed me that we are all so unique and we have this little niche and the world is big enough. That we can each fill our little niche, and there'll still be more for everybody else, and that's our call so right now, to answer your question, the niche is um, ministering to women, pulling them up and and you know really like helping to bolster them them to understand the call on their lives, like I said, helping them find their voice, and then embrace that call and move out. Um, the other part to that is, you know, my husband and I, we've been working on marriages for years, you know, just to, to uh, step back for a second, when we were teenage, we're high school sweethearts, so when we were dating, uh, we used to, my mom used to bring home these packets for uh, couples that were going to get married, because she worked in the in the church, and so we would go over them all the time, you know, we had nothing to do on a Friday night, Oh, look, this is how you handle conflict. So then when we would go through something, we would, um, you know, we would practice it. Little did we know that fast forward, God had a plan there too. We were just killing time. But God had a plan there too, because as soon as we got married, he started opening up, opening us up to work with other couples. So um, we've been doing that for, oh my gosh, 30 years. So that's the other thing that we're working on now. We're taking the the, um, the work that we've done inside our church outside we've been uh you know going to other churches we're going to be doing some classes via zoom soon you know uh this is all all a whole new thing i'm not a millennial so you know it's learning but you know that's okay because god has been sending great people to to help us and support us and i'm going to be starting a, a podcast i already have my blog but i felt like the lord wanted me to start doing a podcast so i'm in the process of doing that and just uh, taking that message, taking the message, you know, God loves us so much and he has a plan for each of us, you know, and, 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 even I was reading who your audience is and, you know, as a mom, when my kids were small, you know, I think mothering is the most important job in the world. You are turning out individuals, you know, that is the most important job you could ever do. But even in that, you know, there's still a place for us, you know, in, in all that's going on. And that's, you know, another thing like people, women are not satisfied sometimes if they're not working a full-time job. If they are, they have a whole nother set of uh, situations because then they get to feel like they're on the, um, the hamster wheel and they're constantly spinning. But um, a lot of times, one of the things that God showed me was to keep my hand in the pot, so to speak, um, was to do things part-time and to, you know, prioritize everything. And he showed me that there's a season for everything that we do you know, and when you're in a mothering season, then you can, you do things a certain way, but you still keep your vision, you know, and you, you do a little bit toward that vision, even if it's once a month, if that's all that you can grab, you know, I said, I, I see you have four, three children and one on the way. Yes, that's right. Wow. That's wonderful. Um, So, you know, your time must be limited, but look, you're still doing this, you know, and, and that's what That's what it's all about being able to, you know, there's that saying you can, women can do everything we can, but not all at once. So if we understand the season that we're in, then, you know, we can, we can be our best selves in that season and hold on to the vision for the future.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's so important. Um, I think so often we can compare ourselves or, you know, what we're doing to what someone else is doing or what we're called to, to what someone else is called to. And um, that's that's not healthy, you know. Well, what does the Lord have for you right now? Uh, but then also, like you said, you know, just because if you have an idea of something that you want to do in the future, but it's not for this season, well, that's yeah. fine. You know, you can still do a little bit toward that, uh, but it may be, you know, not right now. That's not what you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, and just walking with the Lord and trusting Him through that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He really did have a perfect timing because I had this in my heart for
1: many, many years when my kids were younger that, you know, at some point I knew I would be speaking to larger audiences than just my church. And so I just kept it there, you know, and I would just write things down. You know, the word says, record the vision so that those who, who read it can run with it. So I would just like, you know, okay, this is for then. And, and God worked it all out that, um, that as my daughter was starting to go off to college, that was when he opened up some doors for me i didn't go seeking anything he opened up the doors for me so it was just you know i started to see wow you know he just he had this whole plan
0: yeah and i mean even going back you talked about how you and your husband when you were dating the things you were doing then were preparing you for the work for the next season so you know sometimes it's the things you're doing now it might be preparing you for the next season or something that the Lord has for you to do in the future. Um, sometimes it's for right now, (laughs) but sometimes it's for something in the future. So I love that, that encouragement to be, well, just be faithful with what he's given you now, even if you don't see where it's going.
1: Yeah, that was how it was. You know, I would just spend time with the Lord and just listen and, and I would say, you know, all right, God, what are we doing today? And he would just show me, call this person. Okay, I call that person, and that would lead to something else, and that's how it's been. Because I said, God, I don't, I don't want to market myself in that way. I know there's a, a healthy marketing, but I don't want to, you know. Oh, do you want me to speak, you know, at your church? This and that? I was like, God, I'm not doing that. You're gonna have to open up the doors, and so that's how it's been. It's you know, just showing up, showing up, line upon line, right? We all know that line upon line, precept upon precept. So it's just showing up, but it's always it's getting behind him first, and you know, and the the getting with him keeps you in a vulnerable state because it always keeps you, you know, that he's going to ask you something out of your comfort zone. And, and that for me, you know, I have to stay there. I don't know about anybody else, but I have to stay there because otherwise I, I have a tendency to put my, you know, okay, we're good, you know, and, and want to come off with this wonderful image, you know, and, and he's always like, nah, you know, that's not real. And, and, what are you modeling? You know, you're modeling a perfect person. And that's not what I want you to model. I want you to model reality and vulnerability, you know, and what it looks like when it's messy. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things um, that, that I had a conversation with the Lord recently was because I, I, my dad passed away about a month ago. And so I've been going through this process, but yet I've had so many invitations to speak. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know how I'm going to feel that then. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't. And God said, you know whatever happens happens you know you're going to show the reality of what this walk with me looks like you know so if you get a little teary eyed or if you you know you feel this way you feel that way you're still doing what i've called you to but it gets messy sometimes it's not always perfect and so you know that's something i've just been trying to walk in more and more
0: now <laughs> yeah um, that sounds, I mean, that reminds me of the verse my strength is made perfect in weakness. Um, and you know, you talked about being vulnerable and how, uh, how important that is, not just for us with the Lord, but also for other people to see that, you know, if they look, look at someone's life and they think, Oh, they have it all together. Everything's perfect. Well, that's <laughs> one, that's not reality. Um, but two, that just. Uh, you know, then makes them compare themselves to you and like, oh, I couldn't measure up. And so that kind of um, hinders, hinders community, hinders um, fellowship. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. Would you mind sharing your definition of strength um, and how, maybe how that's changed or how that's different than what other people might think of as a strong woman?
1: my definition of strength is vulnerability Mm -hmm. because we can only um, do and flow in in what we have um, or what we've been given our call, so to speak, when we are vulnerable, because otherwise we get in the way because we want to make it look a certain way. So absolutely. you know. And when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about when you take your child to the park, when he knows that you're there with him he's like all over the place. If you weren't there, he might be a little more laid back, you know, a little more reserved because you know, he's just like getting the feel of everything. But when you're there, he's off the chart, right? He or she. Um, So that's how it is with God. When, when, when he, when your father is with you, you're freer to run and to, to do and to be yourself, you know, as opposed to when you feel like you're getting out there by yourself. When, um, when I was bucking vulnerability, it kind of felt like I was out there by myself. Okay, how am I doing? Let's see. Let's make sure, you know, do I have this? Do I have that? Now that I'm stepping into vulnerability, I'm able to let all that go. All right. You know what? No, everything is not in place right now, but that's okay. God, because you're standing right next to me. And you know, so I can be free and I can flow in this because you've enabled me to. So yeah, vulnerability is, is huge. And, and, I never realized it. You know, it was always um, something none of us want to feel. We want to get out of that place really, really fast. But I think God's plan for us is to live in that place Mm -hmm. of vulnerability. It just, you're you're more yourself in relationships. You're more yourself in in everything that you do because you don't have it controlled. You're kind of shooting from the hip. You know, you don't have everything all cleaned up and fixed up. You just go in with the flow. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's strong. You have to be strong in the Lord. You have to be strong. You have to have confidence that he's going to back you up in, in order to walk in
0: that place. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise it scares the heck out of you. Yeah. Vulnerability is scary. I love that. It's um, not strength. Strength is not um, being strong in yourself. You know, It's being strong in the Lord and trusting him. Um, can, would you mind sharing how you've As you've been walking that out, uh, how you've seen the Lord's faithfulness through that process of, you know, you're, you're walking out being vulnerable and trusting him and, you know, maybe not knowing the next step, um, how you've seen his faithfulness through that.
1: Well, one, one thing is that I enjoy myself a whole lot more. Um, whatever I do, wherever I go, once I get on top of that, once I know, okay, we're, we're doing this, God is with me, my, you know, I get to that place, I enjoy it a lot more. Um, and, and I know that he's going to work everything out for good. So to me, if I fail, if I pull on my face, you know, um, if I forget something, you know, cause there's been many times I'll, I'll set my notes when I go to do a conference and then I'm like, man, I wanted to say that. And I wanted to say this, but being in that vulnerable place and just, you know, speaking in the moment, it was like, all right, I guess, you know, I can accept it that that wasn't necessary. Nobody needed to hear that. That was just something I liked, you know? So, and then people come back and they tell me, you know, um, that they can see the difference. You know, they tell me, I can see that you're real. You're raw. I am, (laughs) you know, it's, it's a truth. Um, and sometimes it feels very raw, but I just always try to, um, you know, just try to be real, because I like real people, and I learn from other people's processes. That's that's how I learn. I love reading biographies. Um, I love reading memoirs because I want to see your process. How did you get here? I see the end result, but how did you get here? So when I see all of that, whether it's stars, whether it's you know um, people in in the ministry that are high level and all, okay, I see what you're doing now, but I love to see their process. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. You know, even as a coach, people learn when they know what something looks like. When you don't know what it looks like, you can, it's harder to understand. So I like to let people see this is what the process looks like. And if you want this, this is what, you know, maybe your experience will be different, but it could be, look like this.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. What would you say to someone who um, <laughs> is, is scared to put themselves in that place? You know, maybe... Um, they're trying to put on a front or they're just trying to hide. You know, they don't, they don't want to share themselves with others or that deeply with others. What would you say to someone who's there? I think that too is a process.
1: You know, um, you have to first get with the Lord and let him bring healing to you. Let him bring insight, let him bring strength to certain areas. You know, if if something is, you're still dealing with it, you know, that's hard to put out there. Um, you know, so, but once you, you get to a place in him where, okay, you know, uh, this isn't so bad, then, then you're able to share it. You know, it's kind of like, maybe it's a silly example, but kind of like when you're pregnant and sometimes it took you by surprise. So you have to deal with it first before you share it with the world because you, you just can't, you know, take anything else. That's kind of what it's like. So, you know, you have something there and, you know, maybe you want to put it out there for the world, but it's like, Oh, I wouldn't even dare. You, it's, God is, he, he's so gentle and so respectful that it's like peeling an onion, layer by layer. He goes, just as you're ready, as you ask him, God, what's this? What am I feeling over here? Um, you know, why why does this keep happening to me? Why am I so closed up here? But then you gotta listen. You know, um, in, in all the craziness and the chaos and the busyness of our life, we have to make that time to listen but he's so good and he meets us where we are sometimes even if you can only listen for 5 minutes literally 5 minutes he will speak to you in that 5 minutes mm-hmm. i remember when my kids were smaller you know they follow you everywhere even to the bathroom so like my i would ask my husband i just need a few minutes of peace and quiet can you know i didn't i couldn't take an hour or anything I went in the bathroom, he had the kids, I went in the bathroom, I locked the door, and I sat on the bathroom floor just for a few minutes of quiet so I could just, but the quiet is not just the outside quiet, the quiet is on the inside. Okay, everything just quiet, just breathe, relax yourself, I I don't want to think about this, I don't want to think about that, then I just worship a little. And before you know it, you know, the Bible says labor to enter into his rest, that's your labor. So you take that time and you just get there with him and he meets you so sweetly. And then you can start to ask questions and listen for the answers. And you know, it's a journey. It's not a one-time thing. I'm still, some things I haven't gotten answers for many years and other things I have, but the questions are just endless. Your, your life changes, situations change, relationships change. So you're constantly in that process, but that's what he meant for. He meant for this intimate walk, you know, between the two of us. That we need him, you know. If we could do it all on our own, we wouldn't need him. So I know that I need him. I, I can't, I can't face the world and face my life as, as you, especially as as you walk with him, your life gets bigger, you know, and you grow. I can't face the worlds and my life without him. It's, it's, it's too intimidating to me. It's, uh, yeah. I love that
0: because I asked you about, you know sharing with other people, and you brought it right back. Well, <laughs> if you're not ready to share it with people, well, it needs to come back to you and the Lord. um And, you know, healing, working through things, relying on him, getting strength from him. um And yeah, that's, I think that's so crucial, you know, <laughs> bring it back to the Lord. Like it starts, that's where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. You and your relationship with the Lord. That's awesome. Um, so you talked about how you and your husband were in ministry and it sounds like you have been for a long time. Uh, right. I would love to hear some of what that looked like. Uh, you guys working together, um, to serve the Lord together, to serve other people together. What has that looked like for you too? Um, it's, that's been a fun journey because, um, what we do is we,
1: uh, we have certain uh, groups, we have a marriage builders group where we teach um, different uh, aspects of marriage, very re- uh, very relatable, very uh, real and practical. We go over um, uh, roles, you know, especially in our changing worlds, we go over um, communication, finances, uh, sex, safe haven, making your home a safe haven. So this is all, re- it's its based on all relationship principles uh, and learning to work together and learning how to blend your differences. And so, you know, that's been a process my husband and I have walked through for many years. Uh, we have a lot of knowledge, a lot of study. You know, I'm, I'm a certified life coach. We bring all these processes into that. We, uh, we've been doing marriage. We were doing marriage counseling for many years. When I became a coach, we started doing marriage coaching and we do it together. So for, it's called couple to couple. And so uh, it has been phenomenal. Nobody says, oh, the wife is siding with the husband or the husband's siding with, you know, there's none of that. And plus, we get this wisdom, you know, that's together. Uh, It's so relatable and the the couples can even see us. They can see our process. If we, you know, disagree on something, they can see us, how we're working it. Um, And it's just, it's been phenomenal. Um, And now, like I said, we're taking it outside the church. We're teaching it to other churches, how they can do this group. Uh, We're starting to do um, our marriage coaching via Zoom. Um, because we have these different pastors calling up, uh, calling us up. Can I, you know, recommend this person to you? That person. So some can actually come. They'll come from Connecticut, New Jersey, Long Island. They'll come to visit us. But then we'll, if, after the first time, then we'll do uh, via Zoom. And it's just, it's been phenomenal. I think that there, and again, that that piece of being real, you know, and they people can feel that. People can feel the genuine. And and we care, you know, we we care about. Uh, marriages and family—that's our heart. We, we head up the family ministry at our church, but that's our heart. You know, um, we—it really is hard to see people struggling when you know that if you give them some tools, it can make all the difference.
0: It's—it's it's really just knowledge and having tools. Um, so just you talking about that, I mean you're talking about your you know you and your husband have different dynamics and different you know strengths and weaknesses and coming together in that. Um, and I'd like to bring that back to you know a broader picture of the body of Christ mm-hmm. and um, how we all we all have different gifts, different strengths, different weaknesses, um, different things that the Lord has given us to do. Um, how have you seen? Uh, the benefit of that in, you know, just in your life and in getting involved in the body of Christ, um, you know, you pouring into other people, other people pouring into to you, things like that. Um, how have you seen the benefit of that in your life? Uh, the benefit is, you know, the word says that while you, as you water, you are watered.
1: So in, in the marriage principles, it, we hold ourselves accountable so you know maybe something we just taught the next day we'll get tested in it so it's it's there it's alive it's a a constant walk you know you build a great foundation and you springboard from that but every once in a while life throws you curveballs and or your feelings you know you're in a, a weird place emotionally and so you know it's a constant working of that um it's meeting other people and 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 knowing years later down the road like they come to you and they say you know Uh, My marriage has survived because of you. And then you see them with their children and families. And it's, it's such a blessing to know that, you know, you've had a hand in that, you know, and, and knowing, I don't know if, if this is relevant, I just failed to say it, but knowing your, what you're called to and trying not to be all over the place, because that's so easy. That happens so easily, especially if you have my husband and I, we're leaders, my kids are leaders. So you've got like four leaders in the house, and you have to learn how to blend. And okay, who's in charge now? And you know, not be controlling. You know, but um, when you're a leader, people are constantly asking you, "Oh, can you do this? Can you help out with that?" So it's been, <clears throat> excuse me, a process of really knowing what we were called to, and and turning away other certain other things
0: once we understood that, and just um, uh, feeding this. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who is at the point where they're like, well, I don't really know what I'm called to, or I'm not really sure what the Lord <laughs> wants me to do. Um, or maybe they might have an idea of something that they're like, well, my, I have a heart for this, but I have no idea you know, where that's going to go or how to get there. Um, what would you say to them? I'd say step out.
1: You have to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. You have to try whatever is on your heart try it be curious about it that's what life is about you know we should not that we should we we, it's good for us to live in wonder i wonder what would happen if i this i wonder about that you're not going to know until you step into it and then the lord will confirm it you know either oh no i am not gifted for this and you know forget about that maybe it's just something you liked or wow you know what and and the, the great thing about stepping into things you know wondering about them is that you'll find that you have gifts that you never even realized. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exciting and it's fun. You know, so the, the, the walk with the Lord is an adventure. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes we think, oh, well, I'm gifted in this, so this is what I'm gonna be doing. And maybe the Lord is gonna say, no, it might be a piece of it, but you know, let's, let's go over here. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely step out. Don't, you know, don't let getting out of your comfort zone hinder you. You can always run back. You know, I run back to my comfort zone many times um, I don't know if you're familiar with Brene Brown. Well, she teaches on vulnerability. Uh, she's a psychologist, does a lot of research, and she's come out with several books that have, it's, it's been so helpful to me. Um, and when she talks about the vulnerability, she, she talks about once you step out of your comfort zone, then afterward, you go like this, oh, God, what did I do? You know, and when I realized that was a thing, it wasn't just me. I was like, okay, so you know, this times you go back and you crawl back in your comfort zone for a little bit. And, you know, you kind of like pull it all back together, but you just don't stay there. You know, it's, it, you, you, you pull it together, you, you lick whatever wound you have, or, you know, oh, why
0: did I do that. Why did I say that? And then you move on. Yeah. And that, I mean, that goes back to walking by faith. You know, you're not going to see it all. Um, but sometimes you just have to step out and then, okay, Lord, <laughs> look to him and see, is is this what I should be doing or not? Um, and trust him to guide you. Um, how would you encourage someone who's looking at your life, you know, and seeing some of the things that you've done and they're like, but, you know, and they're comparing themselves to you or they feel like, oh, but that's, that's not me at all, you know? Because <laughs> um, I think so often we can fall into that comparison trap, you know, yeah. where it's either comparing my strengths to uh, someone else's weaknesses or my weaknesses to someone else's strengths, Um, what would you say to someone who where that's where they're at? I still go through that. Um,
1: If I'm having a bad day, I can't go on social media because then I feel like I'm 20 paces behind everybody else. Oh my gosh, look what these people are doing. Look at that. So I still deal with that every once in a while. But I would say um, that as you grow in who you are and what you've been gifted with you learn to stay in your own lane you know i had read a scripture i couldn't tell you where it is right now somewhere in the psalms that says that um you know god creates a lane for us and we learn to stay in that lane so when we're looking to the left and to the right you know we're distracted and we can't concentrate on what the lord has put before us but if we just put those blinders on like the horse And Stay in our lane and just think all right, you know what? I don't have to be like them, which is good It's a great thing. I just have to be I just have to show up today and do this And then you start to see things come together and you gain confidence Everything you do gives you more confidence to do the next thing I I know I was People don't believe it because they see me now, but I was very shy very very insecure had a lot of fear and, you know, like I told you in the beginning, a lot of anxiety over things, but at the more I stepped out, the more I grew in that. So it doesn't come overnight. It's all a process. It's all, you know, gaining, gaining confidence in the Lord and that he's going to back you up, whatever you step into, you know, if that's from him, he's going to back you up. And if it's not from him, he'll still, you know, protect you and gently tell you, Hey, you're on the wrong road here. But I think the comparison thing is so big today. You know, like I said, especially with social media. So,
0: you know, we have to we have to learn to put blinders on. Yeah, and I like that. Sometimes that means stepping back from it. and Say, okay, today, just knowing where you're at that day. You know, today, not gonna get on. That would not be good for me right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. True. Um, but yeah, just good looking to the Lord and trusting Him with where you're going. And okay, you're gonna show me what I should do. I don't need to worry about other people. Um, or where you've called them or compare myself to them. Just what have you called me to right now? Uh, what's if, something? Oh, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. If you see it as a lane, if you see it as what's before you, it helps you to not feel overwhelmed by everything that's out there. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we can look at all these things and feel like, what am I going to do? There's so much out there. Get back in your lane. It's mm-hmm. one step at a time.
0: Yeah. That's, that's great too. That even applies to, you know, something that's way up ahead, which might be in your lane. You know, it's like, no, you're not there yet. You know, this is where you are right now. So what's something that the Lord has been teaching you recently? Recently. Hmm. Uh, I feel like
1: I said it all in in everything that we talked about. Um, But I think you know, let me let me back up. I think the the more the practicality, uh, the practicals of things, if that's a word. Um, <laughs> I he, I have joined um, uh, uh, a few groups, and one of them with Carla, our, our mutual friend, to learn um, to learn more and stretch myself. Uh, uh, you know, with with relationships, with emotions, and you know, I am so comfortable with all this now. You know, uh, uh, speaking about finding your voice. You know, that's a part of me, but I'm very uncomfortable with stepping out of my comfort zone in the technical area. And, you know, and I feel like God is just challenging me, you know, like, don't, don't be so quick to hand it off. You know, he's like, he's actually shown me I have the capacity for that. I didn't think I did because I'm I'm more of a um, a relater than a tech person, but I'm picking it up, you know? So like in, in learning, wanting to do the podcast, you know, that's challenging for me now, Um, uh, doing you know different things on the computer Uh, I built my own website and so you know all these things are challenging me but it also it's like it's affirming wow I really have the capacity for that and I didn't know I did but you know so there and again stepping out of that comfortable place and even out of the things you're good for uh, good with you know so that's that's basic that's where I'm at now it's Mm -hmm. it's learning all this. So I challenged myself, I wasn't gonna join this, this one group because I was like, oh, you know, there's all these tech people and all these millennials in there and I'm not a millennial and, you know, and, and it's been wonderful. They have been so supportive and I've been learning so much. And like I said, I'm grabbing, it. it's making sense. You know, like all the little things that you learn through the years, you don't realize that when you come and you learn in, in a more uh, uh, concentrated uh, way, it, you just like you, you've already had a flavor of all this. Now it'll make sense
0: that's great. I mean, it's just the Lord leading you with what he has you to do right now. Um, and that's, to me, I have found such benefit in, um, you know, learning from other people who are good at something that, you know, I thought I had no idea on and, um, then vice versa, uh, because it's, you know, it's their strengths and I'm learning from them and then they're learning from me and it might look completely different, but yeah. Um, Thank you so much for sharing. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. Um, Where can people go to find out more about you and what you do? Uh, Well, first, I just want to let you know that I did write a book. It's called Look Before You
1: Leap, a healthy guide. I'm sorry, a simple guide for dating relationships. Because uh, from all the work that my husband and I have done, we saw that people don't understand their dating relationship what it's for. And so, uh, you know, God gave me this, this way to make it when people say, well, we're just going to take it slow. What does that look like? Put it out there. So anyway, you know, so that's still on Amazon. Uh, look before you leave. I have my website is rewardscoaching.com. Um, you can reach me at Regina Stafford at rewardscoaching.com. I'm on, uh, Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn. So I'm out there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: thank you so much yeah i love hearing how you know you're just following the lord what what the lord has for you right now um and we'll be putting those links uh below the video as well but thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me this has been great As you were listening to this podcast you felt like the Lord brought something to mind that he wants you to do if that sounds like you then I have something for you we have a monthly paid community specifically for women who feel called to more my goal is to encourage you to strengthen you to build you up as you seek to obey whatever the Lord is calling you to do whether that is to write a book To start a business or go in a new direction with your current business. To start a podcast or a YouTube channel. Or to help a specific group of people that the Lord has put on your heart. Or maybe you feel called to more, but you're not quite sure what that would look like yet. Whatever He is calling you to do, I want to walk with you through that process. As you seek to do it not just for Him in your own strength and wisdom, but to do it with him, following his lead and relying on him every step of the way. For more details, go to createdforstrength.com community. And right now, you'll also get a Created for Strength t-shirt with your first month's membership. Woohoo! A t-shirt! now i know that if the lord is calling you to more then this group will be helpful to you in knowing how to walk this thing out with him and in his strength so go to createdforstrength.com slash community to get the t-shirt and to check out the community